Hello, Master. It's been a while. We are off on an adventure! This is good. When it gets strange like this, it's a good thing. For what it's worth, I've got a good feeling about this. Trust me, Hera. I'm excited. This is my excited face. Get ready to be impressed! You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. Hey everyone, you're listening to Geeky Bubble, part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. I am your host, Jonah Marie, and with me is the Rafa to my trace, my mom, Maria. Yay! (laughs) It's been so long, mommy. Yes, he has. So long. And the reason why it's been so long is because your co-host, Maria, (laughs) did not want to record. (laughs) What? What? I'm framing mommy. No. Oh my God, my own daughter. (laughs) I know, betrayal. It's a tragedy. Uh, No, actually, it was mainly because with everything that's been happening pandemic wise, I just wasn't in the mindset to be creative in that way. So I was just like, nah, I don't want to record right now. And and Clone Wars was also coming to an end. So I was just like, "Ah, I really don't want to think about Clone Wars coming to an end. But of course, with all the, the talk and conversation. You, you cannot stop the inevitable, it's Jenna. It's true. It's true. So I ultimately just decided to hold off on it. And now that it's all said and done, I thought, let's get back on this and put that stuff out there, our thoughts and whatnot. So obviously this episode will be focused on the Ahsoka Rafa Trace arc. Yes. Yes. And it was a good arc for Ahsoka's journey because she had just come off of being uh, betrayed by her Jedi Order and she needed to step away, handle things on her own independently. And the way it starts off, well, actually, coming off of Bad Batch, what, what, how, how did you feel about this arc in general coming off of that before we go into the episodes? Well... Being that there's only 12 episodes mm-hmm. in the whole season, mm-hmm. it felt to me broken, like no continuity. Okay, well... Except for the continu- continuity within the arc, arc one and arc two. I see. Didn't feel, did, did not feel continuous to me. Okay. But then again, if you've seen Clone Wars... Yeah. There's always that break. That's going to be the things. case. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I liked about it was that with the Siege of Mandalore arc, which you will see next, is uh, it, it deals with Ahsoka and Rex in those high intense moments and at the final stages of the war. And so in the first arc, we saw Rex, where his head is at at that point in time. And then we get to this arc where Ahsoka is at this point in time. And then it kind of kind of all comes together. Yeah, and, and, and that's how Clone, Clone Wars, Wars tend is. to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like this arc. You got to see where her headspace is. And I actually really love how it starts because um, she's headed towards the lower levels of Coruscant. And you see that there's two lines of traffic, but she's actually going in the middle. Like, she's not even conforming to... To either, uh, to, to the norm, to, yeah, to exactly. the rules. Yeah, exactly. So she's kind of deviating from what she's been training for her entire life. So you kind of see that at the very beginning. She goes down into the lower levels. Her speeder bike breaks, breaks down. down, which is sort of like the, the mess that she got into with the Jedi Order. And then the speeder bike lands her in Chase's doorstep, which is where her new adventure begins. So I kind of like how those first couple of moments reflect how her journey has been this entire time. <laughs> oh, you saw more than I saw. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just saw Ahsoka coming down to the lower levels. Okay. My question was like, where is she going that way? Yeah. You have the upper side, the outside in Coruscant. Right. So a person like Ahsoka couldn't live in there? So I guess to compare it, maybe the upper top side, as they call it, maybe that is like Manhattan. And the lower levels are like Bronx and Brooklyn and Queens and 
Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, why is she going that way? Doesn't she have anywhere else to go and in the, the sunny thing, side? Because, because <laughs> and I kind of wish, I, I kind of wish there had been like a scene or something of, of Ahsoka trying to reach out to Padme, maybe. But maybe she thought she just needed to step away from it all. And so that's why at the when she's down there and she looks up at the at the very top and she's so far down, she's just so far away from where she used to be. Oh, and I was curious, too, and I had brought this up with my friends earlier on their podcast, um, Star Wars Geek Girl. I was curious how she even got hands on a speeder bike and the blue overall jumpsuit yeah. that she wears. Because she didn't she didn't walk away from the uh, Jedi Temple with money. No, but also, I think this is my thing. How much time has passed? Because she looks a bit older, older. Yeah, than thing. what she was when she walked away. So I want to say a, a couple of months have wa- have passed by. So uh, those were some couple rough months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, how she got her hands on those things. My head goes to, okay, well, she's not wearing her. I don't know if you remember um, when she started. Actually, up until she left, she had her headdress. Yes. And it's something, I don't know whether it's still the canonical version exists, but... Something that she did as a trial, as a child in the Togruta culture, and that's how she got that headdress. Regardless, it looked very expensive. So I can see her having traded that or sold that in in exchange for money to be able to afford the things that she currently has. She also looks older, more mature. More experienced. More experienced, yeah. She's been through a couple of things that have opened her eyes. Yes. So going into, you know, where we meet, Trace and Rafa, what did you think of the two sisters? Rafa, that's the oldest, right? Yes, Rafa. the oldest one. Yeah. Uh, it takes a, a while to get used to her because <laughs> she, she uses, and, and not for nothing, but she uses her sister. That's actually one of my bullet points. I say that she uses family to her yeah, advantage. Yeah, exactly. Like, she professes that she's trying to take care of Trace and, and, and stick together and be the family yeah, she says um i'm just trying to do what's best but do you think that's what she, mm, she's really uh, doing for herself but not really for her family one of the things that i wrote down about her is that she she let the past change who she is and she takes jobs with no thought of how that affects of consequences yeah of consequences She's only looking for the big payout. Well, uh-huh, exactly. And um, and she doesn't understand, yeah, like you said, the consequences of her actions, which is interesting because the reason why they're in that position is because the Jedi didn't pay attention to the, the consequences, consequences of, of their, their actions. actions. Like, like you mentioned, she's completely forgotten about who she is or how she was raised mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then we see Trace and we know Trace... It's different. And Trace is different because she still remembers how she was raised. Right. Whereas Rafa chooses to ignore it it in favor of trying to get a better life through money and and whatnot. And I I, I adore Trace because she kind of is over-enthusiastic about things. And she reminds me in that way, she reminds me of Ezra. And (laughs) And she could rub people the wrong way just because of that. Over enthusiasm yeah. and that uh, tendency to mess up, <laughs> but that's that's Ezra. So I, I I grew to like her more than her sister because of her those kind of personality traits. Yeah, but she has uh, one thing that she overreacts. Yes, she, she has a, a. She doesn't a, like it when she's told what to do. Uh huh. And and she sort of like blows up. Yes. And- yeah, yeah. Because we saw that with the spice shipment. Yeah. And I gosh, when I first saw that, I thought, what. Did you just do? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Are you nuts? <laughs> she is in, like her sister in that way. She doesn't realize the consequences of her actions, actions when she lets her emotions get the best of her. So one thing that I really, really enjoyed about this arc was just, you know, the fact that Ahsoka, even though she's not a Jedi, she still acted like a Jedi. Yeah, it, it is who she is. Yes. This is it is not something we classify we say a jedi but the truth is this is her culture Mm. this is who she is it's not easy to step away from that group of people and stop being like them Mm -hmm. it's true 
Yeah. Or st- stop being like you were taught you were supposed to be. Yeah. One of my favorite exchanges between Ahsoka and Rafa is when Ahsoka tells her, you can't profit from other people's suffering. And Rafa says, we have a regular Jedi here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, in that exchange, it's not even about being a Jedi. It's just being about a, a good person. Yeah. A good person with morals. This is, people say that whenever I talk about being honest and being good and things like that, they always ask me, are you religious? Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, being good, being honest, having higher values, values that take care of the oh, not only you, but the people around you, has nothing to do with, with religion. And Jedi it, it, is, it, is considered a religion in, in some people's perspective. Yeah. yeah. But the values themselves have nothing to do with exactly. that. They're just values associated because they're values that enhance the religion but they're not necessarily exclusive of religion exactly yeah i I find it funny and 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 here is ahsoka coming out of that sect Mm -hmm. or whatever and being who she is having her values as a person values that that not only enhance her but enhance the society in which she's living yeah and and she's like oh wow you're a jedi yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) and i also like how at the end it kind of wraps around and and rafa says you might not think of yourself as a jedi but you act like one or at least how i want them to be yeah yeah she she demonstrate the the good side the, the the good use of values like yeah. those and and i also like how ahsoka in trying to help trace and rafa she kind of sacrificed herself by saying oh you know i i know what you know where their families are let them go and that's motivation for them to go find it but it was really for them to just leave Steve. yeah and, and to escape yeah and and that's a very jedi thing to do to sacrifice yourself to benefit others yeah. i mean kanan ezra even ahsoka again with vader at malachor so i, I just like i just love seeing those kind of moments however small they are um because they it, just exhibit what a jedi should be it's like i say sometimes there's people out there that have the values that we seek in in this type of of institutions and sometimes they do look more like the institution as opposed to the institution itself. Right. Because they do exude those values the, the right way, right. the way that it should be. And actually, when we get to the next arc, we'll, we'll briefly talk about how Ahsoka continues to do, yeah. continues to be that to to help people. Yeah. And she, and she says at one point when she escapes on her own, uh, she says, since I'm here, might as well do some good. And she's like putting... Bombs, bombs around everywhere to, yeah to to disrupt the whole spice yeah and the whole thing so even even in moments where she's in danger she's still trying to and do the, good. the right thing yeah. <laughs> and going back to rafa and trace she mentions rafa mentions that their parents passed away because of something that happened with the jedi they were trying to chase after cad bane and and zero the hut was involved and i i I vaguely remember that episode earlier but that's the thing like the jedi never realize the consequences of their actions they leap magically up into the air and take things down but what happens after and it reminds me a lot of uh, in the Avengers, like they um, had to be held accountable for their actions yeah. because, yeah, they helped save New York City from an alien invasion. But look at all the destruction, destruction that, that caused. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and the Sokovia Accords and whatnot from the other movies. So yeah, there's things that just because you're powerful and you can, you have the ability to help and save people. You also have to consider it, what you're capable of and. Uh, what happens when you do something and the consequences of those actions. And what that Jedi said to yes, them that's at the, the thing. end. Oh, that she was... said, I had, a, I had to make a choice, but not to worry. The Force will be with you. That is complete 
bullcrap. <laughs> I, I, I was like, are you serious when I heard yeah, that? like right then and there, it, to me, all, all I could hear in my head, so the ends justify the means? Isn't this what you are fighting, a, you against? know, against? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. like they should have helped. These kids just lost their parents and you're going to leave them to the system, to the society, to raise them on the streets like how how are you not how and this is this is what palpatine's plan is to make the jedi look like the enemy yeah and that's why rafa and trace felt that way because they thought these people just they just police and started a war but ahsoka's like they didn't start the war but nobody knows that nobody cares about that they only see what the jedi is currently doing and it's just making things worse yep and in the process, they're all corrupting themselves, corrupting their principles, mm. you know. So so I'm telling you, the moment I heard that, that story, I was like so pissed. Yeah, me too. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm happy that Ahsoka was exposed to that point of view because... When you're in there with the others and trying to uh, stop the separatists from doing what they're doing, you really don't see what the other people see. Yeah. So once she got out and she was able to see these other perspectives, I think that's what helps her make the decision to do what she does in the next arc. And so I uh, I appreciated that because... It's important to step out of... Yeah, it's, sometimes you need to, like, stop, step back, and try and see things from the outside in instead of the in inside out. Yeah. You know, y- you have to take a moment and always put yourself in somebody else's sh- shoes, in mm-hmm. the proverbial shoes of somebody else. Yeah. Because... The moment you start seeing things one-sided and one perspective only, you're doomed. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lot similar to uh, having an absolute mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're only dealing with one perspective. perspective. You're not considering what else is out there to inform your worldview. Yeah, and uh, and I, I, the other thing that I really that I really liked that Rafa said was that she doesn't believe they're slaves when they go to Kessel. Yeah, she doesn't believe <laughs> it because the Jedi would shut it down automatically. But the thing is, the Jedi are completely distracted by this war. That's all, that all these other crime organizations are taking advantage. Yeah, and, 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 and nobody knows. And one phrase that she says: "That's the price of success." Oh, something uh, she said something that? related to that. Oh, okay. Because of the spice but and all the her, money. Even if she hadn't, I can believe that she believes in yeah. that. Yeah. But at the same time, she doesn't want to believe that those are slaves. Mm. It's that mindset that I'm going to look at the good, mm. ignore the bad, because I don't want the good to be tarnished. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she she's looking at the good, at the success, mm-hmm. at the money, but ignoring the what is taken to get to that success. So you mean like outsourcing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what outsourcing is. You go to cheap labor. You go to places yeah. that make it at a cheaper price. You charge it. Yeah. Uh, at a higher price to make a profit. And that's essentially what they're doing, only they're not even paying these people. people they're, they're, they're essentially they're slaves. slaves. Yeah. yeah, It's sad because that is what the Jedi would be handling with. Yeah, exactly. At this they, point in time. They, 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 they will be fighting against things like that. Yeah, uh, Not even fighting, but because Jedi are peacekeepers. But they would have to do something in a diplomatic way to be able to... Yeah shut that thing down. And, and, and with their abilities, trust me, it, it, it will be fighting, even oh. if it's peacekeeping. <laughs> come on, you have those abilities. <laughs> you know? True, but you want to try to handle things. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but that's what they will be doing. Yeah. Instead, they're caught in the middle of a war, mm-hmm. allowing themselves and their principles to be corrupted by a war that... It's not even real. Yeah, it has no meaning. It, it, it really has no meaning. It, it's, a, it's a creation. It's a manipulation. Yeah, yeah it's a scheme. Yeah. <laughs> a galactic-wide scheme. scheme. 
And then um, going back a little bit, uh, when Ahsoka first meets Trace, she asks Trace, why why are you helping me? And Trace says, you know, uh, it's the right thing to do. It seemed like the right thing to do. But before she said that, the reason why Ahsoka asked, to me personally, I think it's because of what she experienced with the Jedi. She was betrayed by one yeah, of her she, closest she's friends. Yeah, she's a little bit, uh, she's conservative, yeah, you yeah. know, she's like, okay, why? And, and these are questions, to, to be honest, these are questions that we all have to ask when we find ourselves in a strange situation because mm-hmm. you never know there, there are bad people out there who do take advantage exactly yeah. so i do understand why she's asking the question but i also see what mot- motivates the question mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. that moment because of the fact that she was betrayed by those by a family essentially her family, family. yeah yeah. So, and and then when Trace says that seemed like a right the right thing to do, I it, it kind of looked like Ahsoka got the green light. Like, yeah. okay, I can trust this person that's because it, yeah. that's essentially Ahsoka's philosophy. Yeah, you do the right thing regardless. Yeah, and she even echoes that later on when she's walking with Tra- uh, with Rafa, and she says, "In my life, when you find people who need your help, you help them no matter what." And and that's essentially Ahsoka. Those are her natural instincts, her natural way of approaching life. I love that about her. She's my hero. <laughs> she has a pure heart. She really does. I mean, even into Rebels. In a big way, I do love the fact that she was pushed out out of the Jedi Order. Oh, she needed to be. Because, because she might have been as corrupted. The, yeah. Because this, this is why we see in others. One of the few people that basically stays the purest is Kenobi and and Yoda Yoda you know and even them still make those stupid decisions you know right right so I think that the best thing that could have happened to Ahsoka was that she was pushed out of the order I agree it's funny because uh, it's obviously written this way. Yeah, right? of course. But yes. but at the same time, you can look at it from an in-universe perspective yeah. and say, this had to happen. Mm, yeah. there, there are things that led to that, and there was a reason for it. Yeah. And uh, I just love that. And, uh, and the fact that she is the one to represent those ideals, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I also like some of the references thrown out yeah. throughout I, the episode. I, I love I love how she tries to 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 explain what she did before yes. in the top side. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, the Academy. Yeah. Skywalker Academy. Skywalker Academy. <laughs> and I like uh, when she said ac- an academy, I went like Umbrella Academy. Uh-oh. And then she said Skywalker. I said, oh my God, Skywalker <laughs> Academy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I still have not watched that show. Jonah. I know. You have to. I should. Um, and I also like how she said my older brother yes. taught her. Yes. And that I, just, was... I love that this that, that 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 gave me. Yeah. Oh. An ache in my heart. This bond is... I really love that they did this. That they took that character and those three movies and decided to give him a Padawan to explore his character and expound on those events. And it was just so well done when she said that. Because it really just it hit you right in the chest. Yes. Uh, she my, my, heart, older brother. my heart ached at yeah. that moment. And I'm like, oh. <sighs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a big question for you. Yes. What did you think of the space laundromat? <laughs> That's what, what that that was. Yeah, it was a laundromat. Oh, I, I think it was sort of like a storage. Oh no, no. So so okay, okay. Wait a moment. <laughs> so she's basically doing what some people doing here, yeah. where they go into a laundromat and they start opening doors to see what's there. Yeah, to see what's there, and and then she's also running, you know, her schemes through the front of a, a laundromat. So yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. So, he, so my thing is, and I'm, and of course, I've had friends who've uh, helped me see it differently. But when I first saw that, I thought, "Whoa! Wait a second! 
this is not how I imagined laundromats in Star Wars. First of all, laundromats shouldn't be a thing in Star Wars. Star Wars should have very advanced technology <laughs> to make your laundry. Like, all you have to do is go up to a wall, open up a compartment, toss your clothes in there, and, like, five minutes later, your clothes are done. Like, that's how it should be in Star Wars. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Like the magic bread? What, what? Oh, yeah, like the magic bread in, in, in The Force Awakens when uh, Rey does her magic bread thing. Yeah. It, it becomes bread. Yeah, like that's how it should be in Star Wars. <laughs> so when I saw that laundromat, I thought, no, no, no. This is this is completely... At the time, I didn't know. You know, I just thought that laundry was magically done. So my friends uh, from Star Wars Geek Girl, they were like, well... They are in the lower levels, so maybe they don't have that kind of technology. Like maybe people from Cantobite have that, you know, have that, that magical te- technology. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but this is, you know, the lower levels. This is thirteen thirteen. They don't have money down there, so of course they're gonna have a laundromat. To be honest, the only the only time I will think of that magical laundry you just described is if you were in space. Oh, okay. But on the planet's surface. Uh huh. It's never occurred to me that you will do laundry any other way really? than the normal way of doing laundry. I don't laundry. know. I guess I feel like it should be awesome and better in Star no, Wars. No, to me, it's always it's, it's, it's a practical thing. It's a thing of, you know, the clothes, you wash it, you dry no. it. And actually, at <laughs> one point, I even imagined in Star Wars that clothes didn't even need to be washed because they were, like, impervious to, <laughs> to, to dirt to and water, water and dirt and, and whatnot. <laughs> okay. And I thought that's that is the magic yeah. of Star so, Wars. But, but <laughs> I, I will think about something like that, but in space, in a spacecraft. No, no, because of, of the, the the fact that you are in an enclosed space, space like that in space, in the vacuum I space that, and whatnot. But... But on the surface, I, I really never thought of laundry that way. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I it think about it. I think about it. But in this scene, it worked. I did not realize that was a laundromat. Got it. Yes. I thought it was sort of like a storage being or some, you know, no. a storage place where people went and store things mm-hmm. and she was opening their storage spaces. No. I think she was in that side that she was opening. I think that was the washers and the other side were the dryers. Holy crap. Yes. You just surprised me. <laughs> and you watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, it did not occur to me, like I said. Like, Wow. That's a major representation of the Bronx. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Because <laughs> that, that, that is some of the laundromats you pass around here. They're sketchy like that. Yeah. You know that they have to be a front yeah, of something. Front of, exactly. <laughs> and I literally, in, in the times where we did laundromats way back, I literally got to see people coming in from the street. Solely, looking, solely, solely for looking for for yeah. stuff in in in, in the dryers yeah. and in the wow yeah you, you just blow <laughs> you blew my mind right now I don't I don't often blow people's minds so this is a treat for me <laughs> I also like the moment when uh, Ahsoka helps Trace with the binary load lifter or whatever it's called um, and she's using the force to pull up. The, the the little girl the vehicle <laughs> yeah the little girl or boy I, c- I couldn't remember whether it has cones or ears oh I I don't know the difference <laughs> to me to me it looked like a girl oh, because of the way she looked yeah that, I don't know <laughs> the, when they have cones they're girls so Hera has cones but okay. when they're when they have ears they're guys and uh, I did not notice <laughs> The way that she looked at Ahsoka, like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it was very uh, awe-inspiring. Yeah. But what I loved about it was the fact that um, it reminded me of the kids in The The Last Jedi when they saw Finn and... Rose doing their thing, and and she you know she eventually gave them their ring, the her ring, her rebellion ring. It inspires people, yeah. You know when they see others doing good, the, the the right thing, yeah. And of course, it also reminds me that Star Wars is always for kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, another thing that I really enjoyed was the brief appearance we saw of Anakin when uh, they were leaving Coruscant. Yes. And. Uh, you can you hear the the theme song playing, and I'm like, oh my god, my heart, <laughs> and, and and how he sensed her yeah. because he sensed her. I think he did. Yeah, yeah he did. 
And that's why he said no, let them go. go. Yeah. And you know what? To be honest, at that moment, I realized why Palpatine wanted her dead. Oh, Ahsoka. Because yeah. she was she was uh she could have been a threat to his plans. Yeah. The way that he felt her, the the expression in his face when he's trying to figure out who it is that he's sensing and it's not i don't think it was that he wanted to kill her i thought i thought she just he just found her as a nuisance like she not 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 that they ever showed it but i it was implied in my you know, head but that, like you know it, the, there was this thing against her uh, you know yeah okay but i at that moment i saw it i saw i, yeah. I knew like there's that connection there yeah and it reminded me of um, remember in Rebels, the Siege of Lothal, when Vader comes in and starts yeah. destroying the Rebel ships, and Ahsoka senses who this person is and is reaching out, and she realizes that it's Anakin. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me of that, you know, the moment where they both sense each other, but in this moment, it's a moment of just letting go, whereas mm-hmm. the other moment is just realizing sing- who he is. Yes. Who he has become. And who he has become, correct, Yeah. And I also very a very brief appearance of Josh Brenner. I also really love that he was the little when they when Rafa and Trace went to grab some more spice and they came yes. across those workers, the one who was con- communicating with them. That was Niku's voice, uh, the yes. voice actor. So when I first heard it, I was like, that voice sounds really familiar. And Man, it, you're good at recognizing <laughs> voices. <laughs> and then when I looked at the credits, it was Josh Brenner. I was like, oh. Niku! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I miss Star Wars Resistance. Ah, uh, yes. I miss that show and I miss Sonara and Kaz and CB. Ah, uh, I miss them. I'm gonna cry. I know. Ah, uh, gosh. But moving on, there was also an appearance of the Mandalorians. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so when you were watching this for the first time, I made sure to go out for the specific scene because um, I was in my room. So I go out and I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> and, I don't know. and then when it happens, I'm like, Ma, did you see? Did you see that was a Mandalorian? Yeah, I, I, I saw the, the mask and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, the first time I thought it was Bo-Katan, but I wasn't paying attention. But it was actually Ursa because of her uh, specific... Uh, I have no clue who they were. <laughs> All I know, they were Mandalorian. Um, but anyway, yes. they And then they show up on top, you know, watching what's happening. Yeah. And Ursa... Mommy, Sabine's mom, mom is yeah. there. It was so cool to see her in there. I was freaking out when I first saw this. <laughs> and it, it's funny that they're... It's funny, but it makes sense that they're there because this is part of Maul's crime syndicate. Yeah. So they're there trying to figure out maybe where how to get to him or whatnot or trying to find some other information. And it's funny how Ahsoka happens to be there at the same time. Like, again, you know, it's written to be that way, but in the in universe part, I just like the force is playing. With- yeah, and, and she says, "Don't worry, there's no more death wash." Yeah. Oh, yes. That's yes. At the very end, when she says, "There's no more, death, more death wash,", wash. yeah. And but then we remember that in Rebels, Sabine meets. What's his name? Oh, Fen Rao. Uh, yes. And the protector of <laughs> Concord Cons. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God. All the connections, yeah. all the little things. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that when Sabine said her name and, and you know, from Clan Ren, House Fizzla, and they were like, oh, that was a, your mother was a death watch or something like yeah. that. So, yeah, that it still carried some ill meaning yep. years after. And I kind of wish, I honestly kind of wish that the Mandalorians had played a part in breaking Ahsoka out. But then maybe that would have run a risk of, of exposing them and then Maul retaliating. And if you think about it, they, they were there with a plan. And so when they saw her, they sort of like became concerned, like, what is she doing here? Because they thought that she could mess with their, their plan. plans. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. So, so that's why I was like, man, I kind of wish they could have played a part in her and, and what she was doing. But yeah, you're right that they didn't want their whatever they were doing to be exposed Post, yeah. or, or interrupted in any way. Um, but they were still curious and had to keep tabs on her. 
Oh, and then and then when you mentioned when she said, uh, you know, I'm not part of Death Watch anymore. There's no more Death Watch. Um, when she comes to obviously take Ahsoka with her, it made me curious why she approached Ahsoka specifically because they didn't really have they didn't start off on the on the good foot <laughs> when they first met in Carlac when we first see Bo-Katan in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So I, I figure, oh, maybe it's just because she's. She used to be a Jedi, or she is, to her, in her mind, she is a Jedi. So maybe well, this is a way to bring in the Jedi and the Republic, since obviously they haven't acted. Yeah. Even if they thought, okay, she's not really acting with uh, with the Jedi permission, the fact that she has that those abilities and that she has that those capabilities is a win for them. Yes, exactly. So why yeah. not even try and she even and she voiced it too. You know, we we have a common em- enemy, enemy, and, exactly. and she showed Maul, and and obviously Ahsoka having the abilities that she has, the training that she has, she can be of, of use, use, yeah, in in handling him while she tries to gain control of Mandalore. Oh, Maul! Speaking of which, Mister Molly Molly, yeah. <laughs> Going back to the Pike Home World, once uh, I think Ahsoka makes her plan or whatever, and they're taken back to the cells. The uh, the leader says mm-hmm. he knows. He always, always knows. knows. And, and in that moment, it's like you knew. You. Yeah, it's freaking <laughs> Maul. <laughs> um. And, and did you know at the time that it was small? Or did I suspected yeah, yeah. because of the spice and the and all the um, crime activity. Crime activity. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, he has to be. And then the fact that the Mandalorians were there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, nah, he, he has to be around. Yeah. Yeah, they had, they, this has to be about him. Yeah, it always <laughs> is. <laughs> it's crazy how a character like him, who just had a very cool part in the phantom menace with his lightsaber (laughs) and then fell you know in pieces down it's crazy how that character was resurrected and now has played such a major part in practically every aspect of star wars except for the sequels although uh, (laughs) who knows (laughs) all all, all that crime activity oh yeah all all their consequences to that yeah yeah, exactly they might ripple and echo years into the future yeah it's just it blows my mind how that character it's funny because maul was my favorite character he was just so cool i was like man i even dressed up as him for halloween so it's just like how how did he become this <laughs> to the point where I'm just like, man, I hate him all because because he messed with Ezra, he messed with Kanan. What? <laughs> and it's funny because in the last couple of episodes, I won't go into too much detail, but I kind of came back around and I'm like, oh man, Maul, Maul's kind of cool. <laughs> So I, I I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm like running he in circles is, with that character. He is to be honest, he to me is one of the best, if not the best villain yeah. ever. Because <laughs> he's you you love him, you hate him, you love him. And what's cool is that, you know, for most villains, they themselves don't think that they're doing the wrong thing. They think that they're doing something right in their own twisted, warped perspective. So I just I just love how Maul has just crawled his way <laughs> into everything. Yeah. It's just so it's it's like in solo when I was watching that movie in the movie theater and there were literally like five other people because it was like a random showing during the day. I'm in the corner in the back. Some other guy is in the corner in the back in the other side. And all of a sudden, Maul freaking pops, pops out, out of nowhere. <laughs> I start laughing. And the guy at the very end starts laughing with me at my laugh, probably. Because it's like, how the hell did this even happen? <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, Maul, man. <laughs> Going back to the episodes, I love the how he showed up as a hologram. Yeah, like you can hear him first, and then that's yeah. when the hologram. And, and, and when up. she heard the voice, she, she knew. recognized she it. She yeah. knew it. <laughs> I love it, and I really wish. And I know a lot of people had voiced this as the episodes were airing. I really wish that there was like another four episode arc for Maul 
because uh, it, it essentially exists as a comic book called Son of Dathomir. But I really wish that they had done that because it, they could have elaborated a bit more on how he established Crimson Dawn. You know, the last time we saw him in Clone Wars, he was being beaten up by Palpatine. Yep. <laughs> he lost his brother. Then that's when it goes into the comic where he's broken out by his uh, loyal Mandalorians or Maldalorians. <laughs> and and I kind of I kind of wish they could have touched on how he established Crimson Dawn and, and all this other stuff. Because um, as I told my friends earlier in a different podcast... He is essentially a, a main character, I think, yeah. in the final uh, final arc of the season of the series. And you know, the fact that we got Bad Batch with Rex, this arc with Ahsoka, we definitely needed another arc with Maul to tie it all in at the very end. It is what it is, and I love the series for what it is, the season for what it is. But it's just like that one mm, that would have been perfection, yeah. <laughs> uh, double perfection because it was already perfection. <laughs> and then just overall thoughts, like I like how um, Ahsoka's influence over the sisters eventually helped them remember what their mother taught them and who they were, who they're supposed to, to be. be. Yeah. So I really like how Ahsoka, in trying to do good, she helps instill that in others and remind that in others sometimes it's a good idea to remember where you came from yeah sometimes it's not sometimes it just ties you down to things that don't let you grow Mm. but there's a lot of other times especially with the good times that it is it is good to remember where you came from yeah because knowing that can help you grow and become more Mm. and that was nice the fact that they came to remember Mm -hmm. and i imagine that they're going to change their ways or at least rafa mainly Uh, you know they're probably gonna continue yeah here and there trying to find the odd jobs but in a way where it's more i would hope they would think about their consequences. Yes. You know, bef- they have to think before they act or, you know, agree to something. Like, how is yeah. this going to impact other people if we yeah. help? And I also like how uh, this arc featured two sisters. It was desperately needed. That said, in the original draft of this episode, it was actually a guy that she was dealing with, Ahsoka. His name was Nix Okami. And so there was supposed to be, like, some sort of, uh, according to... Ashley Eckstein and Nix was a, a boyfriend for a hot minute or hot second. <laughs> but I do hope that we get to see Nix at some point in some other story because I would hate, I think he was like an Asian character. So I, I thought, I, I was like, oh man, that's so cool. And and fortunately he got nixed. So, <laughs> so uh, hopefully he'll show up at some point in time. I don't think Lucasfilm just lets things go like that. They always come back around. But anyway, did you have any more thoughts regarding the arc? To be honest, I expected more, more action. Okay. It's probably the, like, the expectations. Yes, expectations. Yeah, coming in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you have that, it's the last season, it came back, you know, it got safe, pulled out. So, so I, I expected more being that the, it was, it's towards the end of the war, you know, all the Jedi conflict and whatnot. Did you feel that way for Bad Batch? No, actually, with Bad Batch, we were in there, like in, in, in the trouble, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I expected more trouble in this one. Instead, we got just... A very a very small yeah adventure that yeah. resulted in some trouble <laughs> exactly but overall I loved it you know like once I I stepped away from my mindset I I, I loved it because it, it shows us Ahsoka and the aftermath yeah what came after yeah exactly. So going into listener thoughts and questions, Jennifer sent us an email so long ago. Sorry, so sorry, Jennifer, (laughs) that it's taking me this long to read it. She said, hope I'm not too late this time. No, you're not too late. No, we are the late ones. (laughs) I am the late one. I'll start off with how much I actually love this arc because I've seen lots of people just say how disappointed with 
how slow these episodes are or that it's just a transition arc. Plus, just because it's the final season doesn't mean it's intensity all the way through. Hey, look at that, mommy. I did say that once I stepped away from that mindset, I I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She went on to say, I've honestly become afraid of having expectations from being part (laughs) of this fandom. It's true. (laughs) Uh, I know Maria hasn't watched it yet, so I'll try not to spoil it too much, but I got a certain free Maker vibe from the Martez sister. Rafa reminded me of Cordy. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Wow, I'm disappointed in myself for not making that connection because Cordy was also like that. Yeah, she was yeah. trying to make a deal to get money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. She said, um, Trace, a mishmash of Xander and Rowan, and Ahsoka, kind of like Nare, but subverted. I actually wonder if the creators looked to the Freemaker Adventures for ideas while making this arc. Too bad they don't have a cute droid sidekick. This is true. That would have been cute. I love how they did the reveal of Trace and Rafa's past. It wasn't like with Mina's husband, who was killed by a clone trooper, but that their parents were caught in the crossfire of the Jedi Luminara, I should say, didn't really care a damn about the consequences. Jedi are taught to let go of loss and supreme emotion, but that's not something young civilians like Trace and Rafa are able to do. Also, I wonder what's worse, being the direct cause of loss of innocent life or to have no remorse for those who were caught in the firing line. Um, and then she also puts in bullet points, the silver angel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bogotan's back. Sorry, she's my favorite. Stay safe up there and may the force be with you, ladies. Hope uh, I'm hoping that you're safe as well. well. So I think the silver angel is an okay name. It's kind of strange. I don't know. I'm used to I different. I don't understand why you speak. Everybody's. <laughs> I I I like the freaking name. I like, it. I like it too. It's just maybe it's because it's too optimistic, or I don't know, or too. Po- Wait, I don't know. That's who she is. It's true. It really is. That's come who on. She is. This girl. <laughs> this girl has never been in space. That's true. Oh, she's piloted. Are like. Bikes, speeder bikes, <laughs> speeders. I love how like, she said, I love how she said, wait, we need a license? <laughs> and here she is. Not only she built the freaking thing. thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Part by part. Yeah. But she flies it like if she was an expert pilot. Yeah. You saw those maneuvers that yeah. she did there? Oh, she was pretty good. And when she was playing chicken. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, oh my God, she's playing chicken. <laughs> she was pretty great, yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, I like I it. Love the, uh, I love the name. Yeah. She's awesome. It's funny because there's also a species in Star Wars and we actually saw them very briefly. I forget what the name of the episode is, but it's connected to the Blue Shadow Virus arc. There's a, a, a species called angels. I forget what their alternate name was, like Legend's name. I think it was like uh, Diathem. I didn't really think that angels were that well-known or well, or commonly known. It's mostly known by pilots. So for her to call it the Silver Angel, she's been paying, paying attention, attention. Yes, to this is what she stories. wants. This, yeah. is what she, this is what she wants to be. She wants to be a pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and her sense. dedication goes beyond yeah. limits, you yeah. know? So it's really cool that she picks a name that... To me, sounds like it, it was it was inspired mm-hmm. by other pilots' stories. Thank you, Jennifer, for that awesome email and for bringing up the Freemaker Adventures uh, comparison. I really appreciate that. And on Twitter, we got a few responses. Rafaela said, It was an important arc for us to know in what was going on with Ahsoka and experience with what the citizens thought of the Jedi. It was an eye-opening experience for her. I really enjoyed the trio dynamic. And for a first in Star Wars, Ahsoka hanging out with other girls about her age. Yeah. It's true. Yep. She's always around men. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when she is with other men. Men and older men. Yeah. And when she's with other women, it's usually older women like Luminara yeah. or Saj yeah and the only other girl her age was Barris and look how that, that happened. happened yeah <laughs> yeah it's a great point Rafaela Adjua said 
Um, in response to Fangirls Going Rogue, he had mentioned adored this arc, not only for the layers it provides, but also for the conversations, interactions between the three characters. Hiring Liz Rodriguez to voice Rafa was a pleasant surprise and was perfect for Rafa. I've always enjoyed her in Orange is the New Black. In Power, she reminds me of a former student who had the same energy. And as Power just completed its six seasons, this story slash character reminded me so much of Paz, only now she's the hustler. <laughs> now she has the wash and fold hiding deal. But if you're going to do an arc that isn't action figure heavy and the conversations are the star, you bring someone like her into the cast. Both the argument in hyperspace and the conversation in the prisons were standout moments. So true. Yeah. Um, and I also really love just her voice in general. It just sounds so, it sounds, it's like caramel. Yeah. I don't know how to yeah. describe it. It's just so smooth. I'm melting caramel. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chris said the Martez sisters arc is important because it shows the average citizens thoughts on the Jedi as well as the discrepancies between the different classes on Coruscant especially between those who live above ground and those in the lower levels yeah you get to see how people in the Bronx live down there yeah <laughs> that's who we are yeah basically we're on 1313 <laughs> yeah imagine if a pandemic broke like that on Coruscant <sighs> Oh, man. And actually, I saw a tweet weeks ago when uh, it was uh, about the pandemic and uh, it was like the Death Star account tweeted, uh, we took care of the pandemic on Alderaan. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you destroyed and, uh, Alderaan. Yeah, you just, uh, I started laughing when I saw that. I just I, I just started laughing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Star Wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Dil Dev said, love these sisters. What did you think about how Trace and Rafa's family dynamic fit with the rest of the siblings' families we've seen throughout Star Wars? And then another person, Sanam, uh, added, and please include Maul and Savage in that discussion, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of Rafa and, and Trace, in respect to those two, I think they're like every other sibling that, that we've seen. Sibling relationship? Uh-huh. Yeah, like there's an older, older, younger um, yeah. sort of situation. One is more more get-together than the other one. Like Leia, obviously, Stila, Maul. And that was going to be my next comment. Difference being Maul and his, his brother. Because although there was that dynamic of the one that manipulated the other, it was more... It was twisted. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know? it, it's not going to be like a uh, traditional family relationship yeah, between it, us it, two. <laughs> yeah, it was very twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because, But on the surface, yeah. you know, Maul obviously had it more together Gender. than In, Savage. Yes. Yeah, but on a deeper level, obviously, it was very twisted and, and warped. Yeah. How he uh, kept his brother down and, you know, as an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maul has messed up problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Maul next <laughs> Yeah. <week>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> M said, I love them. Trace and Rafa immediately went into favorite characters group. Cal said, just one thing, since you could only say a lot, but personally, I just love that Ahsoka gets to spend some time with other girls her age and just basically be a normal teenager for once in some ways. Outside of the whole, well, underworld crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Like, yeah. Normal within the chaos around. Yeah, like, you know, in the context of Star that Wars. Works, yeah. the, I guess that's what's normal. Kind <laughs> of get, 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 get it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Imperial Communique said, unexpectedly awesome, a needed story to grow Ahsoka's character. Yeah. So, uh, and to go back to, to Jennifer's email that she mentions that people complaining about the arc. Sometimes you have to step away. You have to, which is one of the lessons that we see here. You have to step out and see it from a different perspective in order to understand it. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting how a lot of Star Wars lessons aren't really things that people easily grasp. No, <laughs> you think you would because they're such simple lessons. And in there lie the complexity. <laughs> you, you, you wrap a simple concept in so many, in so much action, so much power that it distracts from the lesson. Yeah, got it. So you have to think to about it exactly. And a lot of us don't want to spend the time thinking; we just want to see it, and that's it. 
sometimes you have to step away, clear your mind, remove any preconceptions, and just watch it. And I always come back, and I know I sound like a broken record. Just watch it for what it is. Enjoy it. Like, I know, but I also don't want people to miss out on those lessons because oh, they no, are no, 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 no. I'm talking about the fact that sometimes you don't see the lessons not because you don't think about them, but because you're so infatuated with something else. Oh, I see. So step back from that. Step step out from your preconceived notions uh. and enjoy the, the moment for what it is. And maybe in that moment, you, pick you, can, up. you pick up and you can see more about it because it. then you start seeing things differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And going back briefly to Dildev's question, or Arlie's comment about Mm -hmm. um, the sisters, I also like how these two sisters kind of show what Ahsoka has been missing out. Yes. Just by being a normal kid. Yes. This is how she might have been had she grown up without the Jedi's influence. So I like that she was exposed to that and that she was exposed to that relationship, that sister-sister relationship. And it's interesting, actually, there is another sister-sister relationship in the Ahsoka novel. Right after these events with um, the Mandalorian, uh, Siege of Mandalore, uh, I don't know how far into the future, I can't remember, but she eventually comes across another pair of siblings. They also have a make a bond with each other, sort of like how we see in this arc. So it, it's cool to see... Two sisters who are obviously two sides of the same coin. coin you know, yes. you have the the ditzy, uh, enthusiastic one, and then you had the more serious one who has kind of lost all of her uh, childhood yes. uh, teachings and lessons from her, own, you know, mother. Yeah, um, the more harder, harsher one. So I like how they complement each other and how they really do need each other so that, yes. to survive. You know, you can't have the older sister making the decisions. It needs to be communication there to make the right decision. So, And that's the thing. She, was, she kept leaving Trace out. Yes. So you need to include her in that. And it kind of made Trace look very inexperienced because Rafa was the one handling everything. So, But we can see uh, Trace... Can oh, take, yeah, yeah. Can oh, she can take care can, of herself. Yeah. But there were certain things like um, when Ahsoka said, trust me, and and Trace is like completely missing. And she was angry at <laughs> yeah. Ahsoka. Like, why would she say that? And we don't have a family. She knows that. And it's things like that. Like, you know, because but then of the, the fact, other got it. Yeah, she you got know? it. And I feel like Rafa, because of the experiences she's had, because of the dealings that she's made, she's picked up on that kind of language and, you know, uh, body language and whatnot. Whereas Trace, who's been like kept in the warehouse doing things with machines, who else is she interacting with? She misses out on that stuff. So she was just like, what? What is? What was she doing? What was she talking about? I'm like Trace, come on! <laughs> so, but yeah. then this is the same girl that punched and threw the the spice in hyperspace. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really, so. I really, um, when I first started the arc, I was like, um, I'm gonna give it a few episodes before I see how I really feel about it. But now, now that I've rewatched it and talked about it with several people, I love those two girls, and I, yeah. I kind of hope that we see them again somehow. Maybe uh, given their lessons, maybe they decide to do good things and maybe they join the rebellion. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. But anyway, that's it for today's episode. Next week, we'll talk about the final arc of Star Wars. Oh, not not next week. I guess in a few days. Yeah. um, Because we want to make sure we put it up given that the final episode came out recently. So, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that. Mommy, are you ready? (laughs) I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know, but, but Star Wars lately has given me a lot of final moments. It really has. <laughs> like, I mean, just two years ago, we got Rebels, and that still feels like an open wound. wound. It's so bad that I, I cannot watch those no. again. I, 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 still, I still haven't sat down to watch yeah. those again, and... I don't know when I'm going to be ready to do that. I've had to do it for like articles here and there. And I still cry the way that I cried that first day that I watched it. It's like, uh, man. Yeah. 
And I then, cried. I cried the other day when Taylor Gray uh, sent a video to some convention. I forget what the name. And they put the put the video up, and he's saying, "Oh, you know, we're we're gonna get through this together." You know, and and all these positive things. And I, I all I heard was Ezra, <laughs> Ezra saying such sweet, beautiful things, and I cried because I was like, "Where's my boy?" <laughs> but yeah, I. And that Star Wars Resistance. Then, they, yeah, then we get Star Wars Resistance um, and um, the Rise of Skywalker. And, and and I think that you know it's gonna be more. And then all of a sudden it's just two seasons. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And, and there it goes. And then Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker and and then that and, saga comes to an end. And then and then this. in the Mandalorian, <laughs> even though we know it's gonna be more. Oh yeah. Still like. Already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too much loss. Yeah, Too much loss. <laughs> I know, with uh, IG-11 and, oh my God. Oh my God. With a quill, when he uh, gets when he gets shot, oh my. Uh, uh, I, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't. It's can. too much. Star Wars, man. It just likes to crush it's our just, hearts. Yeah. You can only take so much pain. But uh, <laughs> anyway, where can listener, listeners find you, Mommy? Where, where can they find you crying? <laughs> They can find me crying at uh, Whovian214. <laughs> oh, and listen, listeners can also find Geeky Bubble on Twitter by searching for at Geeky Bubble Pod and me with the handle at BlueJGuys. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by emailing geekybubblepod at gmail.com. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please follow our podcast network on Twitter by searching for at We Are Escape Pods and tune into Unmistakably Star Wars, Sky Talkers Podcast, and Friends of the Forest Podcast for more Star Wars news and discussion. And may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>